0: All right, everybody, Badlands Food. I've been thinking about getting a dog. With my little family, we're about to introduce a dog, I believe, at some point here. And I have a interest in how we're going to be treating said dog. And it occurs to me, you know, that many dogs suffer from health issues. And with Badlands Food, actress Catherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. She's looking at their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. It caught my attention, and as I'm about to uh, get a dog, I think that I'm going to uh, use this service, so I thought I'd share it with the audience as well. Uh, I know many of you have dogs. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash darktopic and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot slash dark topic to check it out. Badlandsfood.com Some places just seem heavier than others, don't they? Call them haunted, cursed, charged... Whatever, it is undeniable that there is a distinct aura about any venue where something terrible has occurred. A thickness to the air. We sense the history in such places. Not just with our minds and hearts, but deep in the spot that triggers goose flesh and spine shivers. We can viscerally feel when something powerful has happened at a location. Some of us can maybe even see or hear the ghosts from its past. Regardless, what is for certain is that we all want to understand the unknown, especially that which we comprehend as being evil, so that we can squash it, at the very least avoid it. And when horrific events take place for seemingly no reason at all, randomly, without any discernible provocation, where do we turn? To ourselves, maybe? A mirror, perhaps? A brave solution... But what happens when the mirrors have been cloaked by a shadow man with an axe? The paranormal investigator wears a mask of sympathy. He is dressed as if for Halloween, an urban vampire, his hair styled like a weather-beaten ravens, wrists stripping with swap-meat jewelry. These are his talismans, apparently. The house is a well-known hunt, and reported by fellow colleagues to hold a dark entity, or, more accurately, to be held by a demonic spirit. The interview is full of statements with question marks hanging awkwardly off the ends. The women, the sisters, are eager to please. They are also intimidated by the cameras. Something hurt you in this house, didn't it? You don't like it here. They answer as best they can. And when they can't, they tear up, wring their hands and shake. Excellent television. It isn't easy to be back here That much is obvious But the most difficult thing maybe Is being forced to perform Put on the spot to be compelling The sisters Don't go out much They've each lived long traumatized lives And are unaccustomed to all this attention Uncomfortable digging up the old feelings They've tried to forget over the decades Though it is obvious that each have failed to move on They've grown old quick Their eyes, the only distinguishable feature remaining of the 11-year-old versions of themselves. Worried things. Forever glistening globs that stretch relentlessly outward, exuding the precious essence of life. Perhaps attempting to snap free from what lies behind them. The memory of what happened before Velisca. Today, there is a sign in front of the sisters' old home that looks like a horror movie advert. It reads, The Velisca Axe Murder House, June 10, 1912. But when the women first laid eyes on what was at the time to be their new childhood home, they'd been greeted by a sign devoid of the blood-dripping letters, one that simply read, Soul. The years they'd spent here as children and what they'd experienced is what the obnoxious brutes with the cameras want to know about. And of that, the sisters will tell. But first, the two share a secret. Something that won't make the final cut of the ghost hunting show. Because it is far too real. They'd been at school when their house had burned down and killed five of their younger siblings. Silence. It takes a moment for the paranormal investigator to put together the significance of this. Wait, what? You two, you, you want to tell me that before you lived here in Velisca in this house, this one Velisca murder house, that the two of you lost five siblings in a fire? And this fire consumed your home, forcing your parents to move, and you ended up here, where six children had died previously in the year of 1912? Yes is the answer they give to the seemingly distraught host. You two, I'm sorry. I just find that incredibly coincidental. He finally shares, then turns to yell at the house for a moment as the cameras swing to attention. When he is done, one of the sisters grabs his arm and tells him of their experiences, of the shadows that would move long before bedtime, of how they heard children crying at night, saw objects move on their own, watched their father involuntarily stab himself in the hand with his own knife. The sisters have seen things, felt things, heard things in this house, and beyond. They know it is haunted, know that evil is real. But does the host of the ghost show know? It's far past cigarette time, but before they go, they warn of the man who is still here. You mean the man who used to own this house? The paranormal investigator guesses before flexing his research. Josiah Moore. The sisters shake their heads, and one heads to the door while the other stares the ghost show host fiercely in the eye. No, the man who killed them. And, don't get it confused, it's It's his his house now. The Velisca Axe murder house does not sit out in the middle of nowhere as some might expect. You likely pass the model every day. A white two-story home with windows for eyes, a porch spread across the front. It steps like teeth sprouting from a flat off-center smirk. It has an attic, but not the type that sits on top as a cranium full of dusty memories. No, this is more of a crawl space, a storage area that is positioned on the second floor, easily accessible from the master bedroom. The Moore family called this now infamous structure home in the early 20th century. They had four children, three boys and a girl, ages five through seven. And on most nights, everybody slept upstairs. It was warmer up there, cozier. Felt safer to be close to mom and dad, I'm sure. The kids stayed in a room directly beside their parents, The same room, really, but with its own little door, like a large walk-in closet it was. Perfect for a mother who'd like to often check in on her children. Now, please, watch your step as we head down to the first floor. The staircase is steep. Notice the echo your footfalls make as you descend into the hub of this old wooden home. This here is the kitchen. A wood stove. A table. On your left, the pantry. The parlor is to your right. Yes, that is a photo of Miss Moore with two of her children. You had to stay still for a picture back then or else you'd come out looking phantasmic. Hence the serious look on everyone's faces. It's like they knew it was coming. One of the so-called paranormal investigators whispers. A spare bedroom, likely the sleeping quarters of the Moore family's eldest children, or possibly just a guest room is tucked in back here past the parlor's amenities. This is where the two girls were found. Twelve-year-old Lena and eight-year-old Ina. Sisters. Sisters that would never have the chance to grow old and wild-eyed, to suck on cigarettes as they look back on their time in his house. Guests of ten-year-old Catherine Moore on that fateful night in the early summer of 1912. A night that we should observe now through spooky reenactment. Like all good ghost hunting shows do. Grab an EVP recording device. Fit a pair of night vision goggles to your sweaty face. And somebody, please, kill the lights. Rosetta Stone, everybody. You know, for a long time, I've been wanting to go to Japan. But the thing holding me back is that I'm intimidated by uh, the language. And that's why I've been going pretty hard at the Rosetta Stone service. I want to be able to take my girl to Japan, a place that she's always wanted to go, and suddenly just start speaking fluent Japanese at the restaurant. That's my goal. (laughs) Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on a desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition, Rosetta Stone immerses you in a bunch of ways. Uh, there's an intuitive process where you pick up the language naturally, first with words and phrases, then sentences. They have the speech recognition feature. Built-in true accent gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Uh, it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient and it's an amazing value especially with this offer here. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Dark Topic listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off on limited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. All right, everybody, Zipix Toothpicks. This is something that I use all the time. So this episode is brought to you by Zipix Nicotine Toothpicks. Zipix brings you a totally satisfying, convenient, and great-tasting way to curb your nicotine cravings. Now you can get your nicotine fix anytime, anywhere, without having to rely on smoking or vaping. Zipix Toothpicks give you an easier, better, and more discreet way to get your fix. They're available in six great, long-lasting flavors, and they have options in two milligrams and three milligrams of nicotine. Zippix are perfect for flights, sporting events, restaurants, podcasting, (laughs) uh, literally anywhere that you smoke or vape, where that's banned. They're also one of the most cost-effective nicotine products on the market. Zippix also offers caffeine and B12 infused toothpicks, if you're not a nicotine user, or if you're trying to get away from your nicotine habit. Zippix have already helped tens of thousands of customers, including myself, to get their nicotine fix without needing to inhale smoke or vape oils. Make your lungs happy and try Zipix, nicotine-infused toothpicks. So ditch the cigarettes, ditch the vape, and get some nicotine-infused toothpicks at zipixtoothpicks.com today. Get 10% off your first order by using the code darktopic at checkout. Your lungs will be glad you did. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Warning, nicotine is an addictive chemical Zipmore smoke less with Zipix, nicotine toothpicks. It is pitch black everywhere in Villisca on the evening of June 9th, 1912. Not just because the sun has winked out, but because a town labor dispute has resulted in the street lamps remaining unlit as twilight creeps away. The Stillinger sisters, Lena and Ina, are farm kids, and they will stay the night at the Moore house, it is decided. They had attended a late church gathering with their in-town friends and were scheduled to stay at their grandmother's house. A quick phone call confirms they are allowed to avoid the dark walk to grandma's and, after enjoying a late-night treat of milk and cookies with the Moore kids, they are tucked into the guest room bed and showered by six wishes for a good night. They return the wish in kind, then listen as the brood clomp their way upstairs for sleep themselves. It's not long before absolute quiet blankets the home, and the shadow in the attic shifts to life. Did he come in through the back door, or had he been hiding in the attic? Nobody knows for certain, but two cigarette butts by a chair and the ladder hint that he lay in wait there, until the eight occupants of the home were surely asleep, just past midnight. The stairs would have creaked as he ascended to where the entire Moore family slept, So, he more likely entered the master bedroom from the small door of the attic, rather than the back door of the house, as some believe. Entered and immediately found himself in front of the home's biggest threat, Josiah Moore. The axe in the shadow's hands is raised without hesitation, and it brings the blunt end down, first crushing Josiah's head, then his wife Sarah. It is quick, efficient, and brutal. The sharp end of the axe will come in later, when the shadow has time enough to enjoy this. But for now, it can't waste precious moments yanking the thing from the skulls of its victims. Next, it dispatches of the Moor children, largest to smallest. One by one. Heave, smash. Heave, smash. Turn. Now the littlest ones. Hurry, there is something moving downstairs. Heave, smash. Heave, smash. The shadow with the axe rushes towards the sounds heard below, guided by a lamp with a bent wick for low light. That had been a clever detail when he'd been stalking, but now the limited glow was threatening to cause him to fall in his rush down the steep staircase. It soon barrels out into the kitchen, then stands stock still for a moment, smelling the air, listening for whatever that had been. Then it hears the shift of fabric, a nightgown, Someone is in the parlor. It clomps into the room, knowing the time for stealth has passed with the parents, and the lamp immediately shows. What's this? A little girl, maybe twelve, peeking out from the guest room. Run! (laughs) Smash! She is down. Such a shameful waste. A pretty little thing, but... Wait. What's this quaking beneath the sheets? Another one. Feigning sleep as all small things do when shadows shift in the night smash that is it then eight dead in no time it returns upstairs to use the sharp end on the former heads of the house knocking over a shoe filled with blood as it plants its feet beside the bed and raises the axe for maximum damage josiah's eyeballs will be destroyed absolutely by the time this thing is done Its wild, unleashed anger evident by the scuff marks on the ceiling from the axe head. Scuff marks that don't line up with the blows landed, but completely line up with the narrative that this thing degraded from efficiency to madness once the killing was done, swinging the axe maniacally over its head as it made certain Josiah and his wife became unrecognizable. There. Done. Now look for Bacon. Don't rape the girls. No matter how tempting. The shadow heads back downstairs and sets itself up with a meal, washes its hands in a bowl, then abandons the food to begin covering the windows, mirrors, and faces of the corpses with sheets and clothing. Later, many will have their theories as to why it does this. They'll say it couldn't face what it had done, that it was out of respect, even. Observance of the post-death practices of the times, a superstitious ritual, But this reeks of a madman's desire to trap the souls of its dead. And in attempting such a thing, it may have trapped itself as well. Back in the guest room, the blue room as it's known today, the two dead sisters are posed, bottoms exposed and facing the thing. It rips the underwear from the eldest and throws it under the bed, where maybe it would not have found the two had they thought to hide there. It probably masturbates with a four-pound slab of bacon that ends up staying in the room. A makeshift vagina that the thing lays beside the partially-cleaned axe before vanishing forever. He ripped her face off, the woman on the phone screams. This is how it begins, abrupt, disturbing, impossible not to want more information. This is 911 calls podcast with the operator, a new offering from 1159 Media that presents then dissects gripping audio from 911 calls made across the world. Join the operator and his trusty assistant, Mr. Luna, as they navigate the rough road that dispatchers and those on the other end of the line must travel amidst crisis. Experience the panic as moments tick by in each call. Find yourself exasperated as the height of emergency breeds the height of confusion between caller and rescuers. Then, more often than not. Witness the heroics of those forced into an emergency situation. Every episode is a roller coaster of emotions, provoked in large part by frank commentary throughout. Don't miss this very important call. Subscribe now to 911 Calls Podcast with the Operator, wherever you listen to podcasts. The paranormal investigators shout all through the night for the Shadow Man to reveal himself, to give some reason for what he did here. In the home now notoriously known as the Velisca Axe Murder House. And maybe, just maybe he answers. Through the veil that traps all powerful moments that occur on Earth. A veil that's more like the cocoon of a womb that invisibly cloaks places such as this. An evil incubator. Not only places like this murder house, but like this town where the Native Americans would bury their mad. mark as a cursed and uninhabitable expanse of land. Voliska, or Woliska, as it was known originally, translates to evil spirit, and it just has a feeling about it. A feeling that a deaf canine might snarl at. It sure is spooky in here. Heavy. As if an axe is being constantly heaved around us in some other realm. Similar to how the sleeping minds of Josiah Moore and his wife and his four children and their two guests must have felt before their rude transition to the forever sleep was initiated with the blunt end of an axe they were dispatched of like a pesky family of moles by a shadow from the attic and now it's his house some say Dark Topic is an 1159 media production. To support on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash darktopicpod. For merch, or just to reach out, visit darktopicpodcast.com.